Hello, everyone, and thank you for coming to the Dad's Beards Nerds Prime Podcast, episode 86. That's right, 86 of these episodes and the last episode of the year. So we'll be seeing you guys again in 2021. But once again, to remind all your saucy faces, we are Anchor's number one nerdy conversational podcast. And it's also the podcast where two of us grow a beard and the other, not so much. My name's Anthony. And I'm Tommy. And today we are joined by the Stadia Savant, Aaron Sini. Aaron, thank you for coming by. Thanks for having me and knowing how to pronounce my last name. You didn't even ask. I'm so impressed, Anthony. I mean, it's it's it, it's said exactly how it's spelled. Sini. Yep. Nailed it. <laughs> People mess it up. What do they say? Give me some Shawnee. examples of what they say. Shawnee? Constantly. Almost, almost always, it's Sean. <laughs> I mean, okay, wait a minute. In their defense, that is how you spell Sean. Uh-huh. But I read it as Sini. Yep. No, you nailed it. I almost I've even said, been just called Sean before. People will just ditch my first name entirely. <laughs> They're like, there's a guy I work with and his name is, is Spence. And I always make fun of him. I'm like, man, what happened to your parents right out of the money to put the, uh, the R on the end? He's literally <laughs> just S P E N C E. I was like, or how high was your mom when she had you? Not when she was writing your name on your forgot birth that certificate. R. Yeah. She just forgot the R you've been Spence the rest of your life. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Aaron, real fast, I don't usually do this, but but you're a special case because I want you to real fast give us a breakdown of uh, uh, of what you're repping gaming-wise because you do have a podcast called Speak, Speak of Stadia. You can check them out at twitter.com slash speakofstadia, and I'm assuming it's on all podcast services. We are everywhere, yes. So, Stadia, is this your 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 main console? Um, it is slowly becoming that, yes. Yep. I have a PlayStation 5 as well and Xbox One X, not a Series X. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll get into more of the Stadia. I just, you're the first yeah. person I've ever heard that say, like, would basically say Stadia is their main console, which isn't a bad thing. And I don't want people to, to think that I'm conveying that that's a bad thing, but it kind of like speaks to the longevity of, of Stadia and how it's slowly becoming better like No Man's Sky was. But anyways, let's, let's throw some housekeeping down and then we'll hop into the podcast proper. We'll get into that later. So... If you enjoy the podcast, check out our news posted Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We also have occasional reviews posted on Saturdays. Then if you'd like to support the podcast, you can head on over to anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds. You can leave us a voicemail. You can listen to episodes. Or you can support the podcast with a monthly donation. We might have something coming down the line soon with a big announcement starting on the 1st. So if you want to hold those bucks and save them for something else, uh, we wouldn't blame you. All right. Aaron, you're the guest. What are you playing right now? I have been playing a lot of Cyberpunk on Stadia, uh-huh. um, okay. which is what brought this here and why Tommy invited me to even come yeah. on and talk about it. We'll talk about and Cyberpunk then, as a whole topic. So Yep. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just breeze that. over that. Know that I've probably put... Um, I'm, I'm almost 20 hours in on that one. Okay. Uh, and then I've also put in about um, 12 hours of um, Immortals Phoenix Rising recently. Okay. Uh, and that How been, is that? What is it? So fucking good. It's it's a Breath of the Wild ripoff. I have absolutely no problem saying that. That's Many of the mechanics thing. are just Breath of the Wild, but it's so good. It has so much good humor. Um, it's one that me and my kid can play together, which is a huge appeal for us. Um, but yeah, massive open world, third person RPG. Uh, you'll find a lot of like puzzles throughout the world, stuff like that. It's all built around Greek mythology. Absolutely hysterical story. And honestly, like just shocked me 
with how good it was. This was kind of a let's try it out, see how it runs on Stadia for the podcast. And uh, man, just been fucking hooked ever since. That was Neo for me. I, I never expected to get so in, deep into Neo like I did. And it's it, it, that was... More that was basically my immortal Phoenix Rising. I was like, holy shit, how have I not played this yet? Yeah, yeah. So highly recommend. Um, other than that, uh just kind of been dabbling here and there. I'm back into Jedi Fallen Order because they had a really good deal of that on Stadia as well. So we've Such been kind of playing that with the Mando hype and uh all that. So yeah, that's kind of the, the top three that I've been throwing down on. Nice. Nice. Tom, Tommy, how about you? Uh so I've been playing Cyberpunk. Uh all I'm gonna say about that is I'm like nine or ten hours in and i enjoy it so far but i'll save my opinions on that one for a little bit uh after about 80 hours i beat all of assassin's creed valhalla except for one mission which is hunt the final uh order of the ancients member because it's glitched and i literally can't no so i've got to wait for a patch I don't think I've ever been more disappointed in a game that I love than that moment right there. I'm like, wait, what? I literally can't do this. I'm sad. That was Origins for me. You've, I I don't know if you remember remember me talking about that, but when I played Origins, I didn't. I was at a spot where the internet was really shitty, so I couldn't update it. Played it as as is. So I'm going for the plat, and I and I I did the what I thought was the last trophy, and it wasn't Poppy. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I look it up, and if you didn't update the game, there was a glitch that came on release that it was a trophy for exploring everything. Uh-huh. It wouldn't pop because it was glitched, and they fixed Ooh. it in a patch. <sighs> so I was like, and I'm done! The great game! Okay, motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> and then I've also I put a solid like four hours into Dragon Quest XI. Phenomenal oh, game. Yes. Amazing. Yes. And then of course, the Destiny 2 that because the dawning event just came out. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate that event so much. <laughs> it's such a bad grind, but I need the Avalanche LMG and it needs to have a good role. Bungie, can we stop doing these grindathon like bake fucking cookies for people by doing dumbass strikes? Please, please make a good event. OMG, he needs the LMG. And then, like Aaron, with the Star Wars hype, I jumped into Star Wars Squadrons. Oh, nice. Which, beautiful game. Oh, my God. I I may or may not have played it before. I I cannot confirm that. But it is uh, definitely fun. I've, I've played through, I think, four missions of the campaign. And then some of the multiplayer, which... I'm terrible at. I am absolutely awful, but I'm okay with that. (laughs) But that's about it for me. So what about you, Anthony? Um, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Of course. Such a great fucking game. I've heard, man. It is. uh, I don't know. I've already said this and I've said to multiple people out, you know, in the real world, but it is right up there with Persona 5 Royal as being one of the greatest JRPGs I've ever played. Uh, it's it's not only does it have a really great crime drama but it's so quirky and weird and silly it's like it's it's like two it's like two sides of the same coin because on one side you have this this really intense crime drama like a really good really good story 
And on, on the other end, I'm collecting cans and ramming into other homeless people to get their cans. So <laughs> it's just like this really weird mix mat or you know mishmash of of two things that i feel shouldn't work but they work so perfectly like one of the enemies is literally a flasher uh i've I, seen I a, that that's really yeah. weird uh i i'm on a quest right now where i have to inflict pain on this guy because he's a masochist but you can't inflict pain unless you get this one item it's just like the game's so <laughs> it's just so weird but so good um I started up Neo 2 because I bought it on Black Friday for like 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's more Neo, which I'm really happy about. It feels a lot harder this time, but I am enjoying it. I'm right like the basically the beginning like area. Uh, Rocket League is driving me fucking nuts, and it makes me want to bash my head against a wall. Uh, and I think that that's it. Oh, Marvel Strike Force still because I'm 100% addicted to that game. Uh, I stand by that being one of the best mobile games I've ever played in my life, regardless of whether it's a freemium game, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's got to be one of the best tactical like RPGs I've ever played in my life. Damn. It's... I just don't understand how a game where you get five characters and all five of those characters have three attacks, and I, I just don't understand how it can, it can be so tactical and so like rewarding in the way that it is, but they found, made, they found a way to, 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 to do it. And it just, it just baffles me. I don't want to be into this game. I don't want to love this game, but I do. And it's, it's got me by the balls is my, by the balls and my wicked car, as our friends in Boston would say, I don't know if that's what they sound like, but I assume that's what they sound like when they say things like, yeah, I went on a date with my sister and my car. Um, you just sound anyways. like Nick Scarpino's Mark Wahlberg impression. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Did you ever see the uh, Andy Samberg Wal Wal Wahlberg? He's like, "Hey, how you doing? What's going on there? Yeah, you're a horse. What's well, like being a horse? All right. So how do your mother for me? That, that's the <laughs> entire base of Nick Scarpino's impression. Yeah, right there. <laughs> I just like also the I'm Michael Caine. That that was great. The Michael Caine one is a classic, but I. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's all I'm playing right now. Uh, I wanted to jump into some uh, Switch games, but I just haven't yet. I don't know. The Switch, we've got a Switch. We've got three Switches in the house, and I, I don't, for whatever reason, I just not, I don't know. The games just don't click with me at the moment. So Stadia has ruined the Switch for me. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, my kid, he's the only one who plays it now. <laughs> Stadia, see, okay, so let's, you know what? Let's, uh, Let's throw in it. I want to talk about the Stadia Let's real quick. So we're throwing in an extra topic. We're going to start with this right now. Topic like yeah. 0.5. So, Aaron, Sini, not Shawnee. Nope. Uh, you heard me, it here, guys. Okay, Get it right. So, so let's break it down real quick. Stadia's initial release was very lackluster. And there was yeah, a absolutely. lot of like shit with it. It was almost like the No Man's Sky of a quote-unquote console release because it's more of a pseudo console than anything. I mean, it, I don't... I feel like they were always very honest with it. This is a stream game streaming device. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it seems like now that, that it's been out for what, a year? Yep. Just hit a year. They've fine-tuned it. And now we've got people like, like you, Aaron, who are advocating for it and playing games for it. And actually finding out that some games, which will be another topic too, some games are playing better on that than they are on anything else. Now, what was it about Stadia? Obviously, I'm assuming you got in with the Founders uh, Pack or Edition or whatever. Yeah, so actually I canceled my Founders Edition. Um, I, like, I had heard the reports of kind of how it was launching, and I was like, you know what? I'm not ready to sink my teeth into this. 
you know, I'll come back to it when it's a little bit more fleshed out. Uh, and then I bought a pixel four right after yeah. that. And Google was like, here's a free hundred dollars. So I was like, Oh, okay, well I'll just go ahead and reorder this founders edition. So I, I put it down for, it was just the premier edition at the time. Founders were already out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I was like, you know what, if it's going to basically be free for me, nothing else on the store is really calling out to me on the Google store. So why not got the controller and the Chromecast and hooked it up day one and, uh, wasn't expecting the tech to work as well as it did. And it, it kind of blew my mind. I tried it on uh, a computer on the Chromecast and on my phone and all three devices ran console smooth. And I was so blown away by the tech. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, this is probably going to collect dust until they can build out their library and actually put some fucking games on this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they did. Then they started releasing games and each game, it seemed like it was getting better and better. Uh, they started talking about blades Two, And I started following it. Um, and then I got connected with my co-host Jacob. Uh, and I was like, you know what, we should start talking about this and like really following the news and, and get on top of this thing. as it, as it starts to build out? Cause I really think it's going to, mm-hmm. uh, and man, it's been it's been really fun covering it for the last seven months and watching that evolution. We've been equally critical. Um, there's one episode out that you guys can always listen to where it's right after one of the big press conferences that they had where we thought they were going to kick the doors down and really be like, Stadia's finally here. And we were so depressed and sad because it was such a bad press conference. And they were just like, we have Pac-Man now. And I was like, <laughs> okay, thanks guys. <laughs> Uh, and so I get a lot of the hate that's happened. Um, and I, I get a lot of flack from people, you know, is Stadia still a thing? Is Google going to kill it? Oh, they only have old games. So the last two weeks has been really fun, uh, being a Stadia fan and seeing the cyberpunk news come out, um, seeing Ubisoft plus launch. I pay 15 bucks and I got to jump into Valhalla. I got to jump into Immortals. I got to check out watchdogs Two or watchdogs Legion. Um, so they're, they're doing a lot of right things, making waves all the while still improving their tech. Um, and cloud gaming has become something that's very much interested in me as a dad to be able to play anywhere, taking that switch to the next level, being able to play on my laptop or my phone, yeah. whatever I have time to do. Uh, and they're just ahead of the curve. I've, I've tried X cloud, um, and it's, it's okay, but I, it still struggles. Um, and I finally got into the Luna beta and that is shit. It's not good. Um, they have so far to come in terms of tech. So I think while Stadia is still finding their footing with their business model, what's blown me away the most is how well it actually works. I think that's what's just so shocking to me. I feel like if anybody can make stream-based gaming work, it's Google. 100%. Yeah. I mean, my, we, I mean we've already sure. seen Microsoft has a good foot on it too. Well, I mean, we can't, we can't discredit them. But I feel like if anybody can make it work the way that people invent that that the, the modern gamer thinks it'll work i think google is the one to do that they've got so much money and they're i mean that's it's what they do they just invest in tech yeah yeah so so real fast tommy i'm sorry no you're good i i really wish uh aaron i feel like you, you need to make a meme of all the cyberpunk woes and then you and your co-host laughing and it says laughs in stadia <laughs> yeah, we, we say that a lot, actually. We respond to people on Twitter that will, like, bitch about the crashes and everything, and we say that constantly, just laughs in Stadia. <laughs> I just feel like like you guys that would be, like, like your perfect meme. That's almost, like, almost a shirt idea as well. Yeah, and, you know, it's also to the point, um, <laughs> like, not only is it, like, the woes and the crashes and all this stuff, even patches, I don't have to really worry about. Nothing downloads, right? When Cyberpunk launched at 5 p.m. in my time zone on Stadia, I went to Stadia.com and I hit play Cyberpunk. 
I wasn't waiting for a day one patch. I wasn't waiting for a download. I just started the game. And I think that's stuff that people are kind of overlooking a little bit in like just the little value adds that they have where I don't have to worry about that kind of shit. Yeah. Tommy, go ahead, man. I'm so sorry for jumping in front of you like that. You're good. I was just going to say, I think that cloud gaming is in a really interesting spot because like you guys mentioned, uh, Google has the money in the tech and then Microsoft is like, okay, we don't necessarily have all that. But we have our Game Pass library that you can have access to immediately. I think that the answer, like for a perfect like cloud, is somewhere in the middle of that. Yeah. But I think both are doing a really good job and have kind of paved their own unique path. I think that ends up being almost like a price tier, where you've got the price tier of just streaming, then you have the price tier of streaming slash downloading the game natively on whatever you're streaming it on, if if you can, and then. Maybe from there, there's another tier that I don't know. I can't even think about, but we're almost, it almost seems like, like okay, well, basic package is just streaming the game. Uh, second package up, you know, now you can download the game onto your hard drive or whatever you're playing on, and you got it there, and it makes it for a smoother process. But yeah, it seems like, I mean, it seems like Google and Microsoft have somehow cracked the code that that Sony could never crack. I don't yeah. think Sony even tried. Like they well, have I mean, PlayStation now, but. But yeah, but Sony was like, we're going to buy this company and we're going to, we're going to use this. Like they never really, like you said, you're right. 100%. They didn't try. They, they, they bought proprietary technology that someone else made. Well, I mean, in retrospect, they bought shitty proprietary technology that someone else made (laughs) compared to what everyone else was doing. I think what like Aaron, Aaron, would you say that that Stadia is probably the lead right now when it comes to that streaming cloud-based gaming and Microsoft is a close second? I would. Yep. I think Microsoft has a much stronger business model behind them. Uh Um, I love the game pass library. I think that's a huge win for those guys, how that's going to look for them in the future in terms of revenue stream. I have no idea, but it, it genuinely does not work as well as stadia and not even like it's really, really close. I have frame rate dips on old school games that just should be running very smooth. Uh That if I play over on stadia, it's, it is perfect. Like it just doesn't even hiccup on me. Um, to your guys' point, though, about where cloud gaming is, if you want my prediction on where I think it's headed, Let's I think you're going to see more of this Hulu, Netflix, Disney Plus model 100%. where these people are going to start buying studios. So I think you're going to be like, if you want your Ubisoft library, you have to get that over on Stadia. If you want your Bethesda library, you're going to Xbox and you're going to be paying these monthly subscriptions based off the studios of the games that you want to play. And I think we're already seeing that with Ubisoft Plus you know, really giving it a shot between Luna and Stadia and only being on two platforms, which was a great way for me to test it. I played Valhalla on both just to see which one was running better. And Valhalla was literally unplayable on Luna, unfortunately. But yeah, I think that's I think that's the business model you're going to actually see this thing evolve into. And I think part of the proof in that is seeing Microsoft throw down as much money as they did to buy Bethesda. Yeah, sure. but I, I don't think Bethesda ever goes first party. I think that their games, like Bethesda makes more money put like releasing on everything than they would ever make just on Microsoft alone. I honestly think that as much as listen, if they made all Bethesda games that coming out for the future, especially what elder scrolls six and star uh, Starfield or whatever it's called first party exclusives. I wouldn't be mad. That's a baller move right there. That's a ballsy move right there. Think about this without asking people to buy into an Xbox, without asking people to even pay $60, you say, not only is this a first party exclusive, you can play it on your PC right now by paying us 15 bucks a month and having game pass. 
Yeah, but yeah. not everybody. I don't think everybody's going to do that, though. I honestly think Bethesda will still release on all consoles, PC, PS5, Xbox Series X. I, I don't think they need to put anything else on Switch because we've <laughs> we've seen games like The Outer Worlds on Switch and it just, oh, you got to stop. I mean, Doom, okay, it worked, but like the Switch, you don't need to put them on Switch. I don't think the Switch is necessarily the audience. If I'm going to play Doom, I'm going to play it on something better than Switch. I just, in my personal opinion, I don't see Bethesda ever being a first-party exclusive studio. I see them getting pers- first, first, first-party rights in some way, like maybe... You know, you could only you can play Elder Scrolls Six for the first three months first on Game Pass and Xbox and Game Pass on PC. But I don't know, man. I don't ever see them going that that route. But we're getting into the weeds. Sorry about that. No, uh, good. I love the tech stuff. <laughs> so, uh, uh, two Thomas. things real quick before we move on. One, mm-hmm. the Bethesda thing, because I just want to get my two cents on that. Is the ultimate thing that Microsoft is probably going to do? It's just going to be big dick energy. It's going to be on PlayStation, but every time you boot it up, you're going to see Xbox Game Studios on it. <laughs> you have to, right? Y- you gotta. Yeah, you like like they are an Xbox. Like having that in there isn't far fetched because they're an Xbox Game Studio yeah. now. And then, uh, they like like you guys mentioned, they'll be on Game Pass, which means they'll be on X Cloud. Right. So they're gonna have Microsoft will at least have that market on cloud gaming which is growing even if it's slowly growing it's growing like there's no denying that it's not a trickle growth because of multiple factors yeah but microsoft could be like hey you want to play but you want to play elder scrolls 6 on your phone cool get game pass ultimate talking to this counterpoint of it being on everything i i think i think of like we would not see, you know, think of all the rights that Disney Plus waited to like have all these licenses expire on oh, Netflix sure. so they could steal it. I genuinely think where they're moving towards is just trying to get the largest user base they can into this cloud platform. And I think this is the the moves you're going to see that are going to change our industry. And that's, that's where it's headed. And I, I really, truly think I'm not going to be surprised at all if they say you can only play this here. And you don't need an Xbox. Now, and watch that user count climb. I think, Tommy, go ahead, Anthony. Tom, real fast, can I one up your baller Xbox move? Can I one go up it, it real quick? Okay, so Elder Do Scrolls it, Six on PlayStation, you have to sign into Xbox Live via the game, and you, <laughs> and you pop achievements and trophies. <laughs> That would be hilarious because you have to do that for Minecraft on Switch. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. On Switch, you can pop Minecraft achievements. So not only, so not only are you popping trophies for it, but the achievements are popping You're up too. Gamer but score. You are signed into Xbox Live in order to play it too. Okay. Sorry but about that. Go on, guys. The other, <laughs> the other thing I was going to say was, um, we can't forget the fact that Nintendo's also not ignoring game streaming. Like, there's some games that you can buy there. That can only be streamed. Control. Control, yeah. And in Japan, Resident Evil 7. Like, yeah. sure, it's because the Switch isn't powerful enough to handle those games, but they're still aware of that factor and are incorporate, incorporating that into their business. Do I think Cloud is going to, like, absolutely take over and say, oh, if you want to play immortals 2 you can only play it on stadia hell no but i think it'll be a viable option 
I think that Stadia is gonna, from what I've just heard in this little bit talking to Aaron, I think that uh, if Stadia cracks that code, I think it'll have a a, a very large, like a much larger footing. If I think Stadia, sorry, Stadia's already cracked the code, but if they can also crack the marketing code, yeah, you're gonna see a complete 180. We could, and Google's making. I mean, Google has game studios. Like we know that because Jared Petty is a writer for one of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. this is crazy yeah. too because I didn't know about. I mean, literally up until we started this podcast, I had no idea how well Stadia was doing now because it's just not in my ecosphere. It's not I'm not hating on Stadia or anything. It just sure. Stadia was never something I was really interested in. So, I mean, if you're not interested, in it, you're not looking at the news for it. And then even when we do news, there's not really much Stadia news. So it seems like Google's keeping sure. a really low prof- profile doing their thing, making sure that th- that when they do come out big, dick swinging, they can put their money where their cock is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. All right. I- I'm going to throw out my last bold prediction Let's for you do guys. It. I think okay. this is our uh, our last console generation. I think that's how oh, really? much people are pouring into cloud gaming. I think eight years from now, yeah, I don't, I don't think people are talking about a box anymore. I don't think people are talking about these big-ass white towers that I had to put next to my TV. I love the PS5, but God, that thing's ugly. <laughs> I, wouldn't, talk- I wouldn't disagree Sorry, if it requires an entire internet overhaul, though. Like, it does. The whole I think that's the biggest barrier for sure. And Comcast, everyone, they're not about to do that. They don't give a shit. Hell, they're screwing us over in the middle of a pandemic with data cap charges now. Yeah. So, they don't want to upgrade. Aaron, are you telling me you don't like your Seto Kaiba? Uh, realistic statue next to your TV, <laughs> man. I was like, listen, <laughs> when we talked to me and my buddies would talk about like how it looks and everything. I was like, I'm going to forget about this thing in 10 minutes, just like all my other consoles. And boy, was that not the truth. How often does it challenge you to a game of dual monsters every day? <laughs> Damn it. PlayStation. <laughs> my name's not Yugi. I'm Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> dual monsters. I challenge you, Yugi. Everyone was like, oh, Xbox One looks like a VHS. Well, bitch, now you got wings on your console. Remember in Home Alone when he goes down and he thinks the furnace is actually a monster? I'm pretty sure that's how my kid looks at the PS5 at this point. (laughs) All right, let's move on or we could just make jokes about having nightmares about the PlayStation 5. We wake up in a cold sweat. Dad, it tried to kill me again. It was literally towering over me. Don't worry, kiddo. The PlayStation can't hurt you. Unless right, it Tommy. falls on you, then it definitely will. <laughs> All right, Tommy, take us into the, uh, the next topic. All right, so Cyberpunk 2077. That uh, was a game. I, th- I think it's safe to say that kind of launched. Um, So let's start off with how we're enjoying it. Wait, can I start off as someone who hasn't played it yet and get my, my shit out of the way real quick? Because I, I want the both of you who've played it to shine. Absolutely. Uh, let, let me say this. As someone who has... Like, this is a game that was never really on my radar or something I was never interested in. It looked pretty, and it, it looks it looked great. But I'm going to be honest, like, this never clicked with me. As a someone from the outside looking in, it has been fucking amazing watching that <laughs> happen. I'm over here, like John Lovitz in The Wedding Singer, when Adam Sandler's character is going crazy. I'm over here like... He, He's gone mad and all reap the benefits just watching all the chaos happen. But I am happy to see that some people are enjoying it and, and playing it the way it should be played. I'm sad to see that people who you know sunk money into this game on last gen, technically last gen consoles, are having a hell of a horrible time. 
but I'm also happy to see all of the glitches that are happening. Like, <laughs> like the dude in the wheelchair getting punched and then just jumping up and running away. Healed! Or like the people that are just p- walking around pissing. And then also the just the dicks hanging out in the in the character creator. Like, and then all the talk about all the dildos in the game and them having to patch less dildos in the like it's just the perfect storm it's like watching twister but they've added in weird al yankovic into the cast oh god (laughs) all right if 2020 were a game if it were like hey you know what cdpr is gonna save 2020 and if anything could have gotten 2020 harder it's this (laughs) that's i do want to i do want to ask one question because I yeah. saw a video on the uh, the cop spawn rate, like when you do a crime, is it that? Is it really that bad? Because the video I saw, he was on a rooftop, and they were just spawning on the same roof. He oh, was cops on. spawn like crazy, dude! Like, is it out that of bad? It, and, but, it's rough. Okay, that. that's all I wanted to know. Like everything else, I could see, but I just thought that was like an unnecessary like thing to see. Like you would think they would patch that, like or find that in playtesting. Yeah, that just. I could be on the high. How is this cop? First off, how's the cop getting on the skyscraper? Just instantly. Second off, is maybe he's afraid of heights. Why is he up here? Third off, I kick him off, but he's right back at me. What the fuck? Yeah, like nothing's worse than accidentally running over a civilian when you're trying to do something and a cop sees it. And then oh, you're all talking in game? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about real life. No. Nothing worse than that. No. That'll ruin your day real quick. That'll ruin your life. I'm talking about <laughs> ruining like five minutes. Sorry, <laughs> officer. <laughs> My bad. The cop sees it, and then you've instantly got a star on you. Then they get in front of you, and you run them down too. And now you're fucked, and everyone's just spawning. All right, now it is the Aaron and Tommy show. Both of you, you go. <laughs> you do your theme. So, first off, I we got to mention the fact, like Anthony said, the game is not polished at all. Like, at least on last gen. The game 100% should have been delayed till April, in my opinion. And, like, the way that it launched is completely inexcusable. I've got to preface that with that. Like, this statement that's coming with that. That being said, I've had a blast. And not one glitch in this game. I'm also playing on next gen console. You're on the, uh, the Xbox the series, series S, S, right? Okay. Yes. Review on anchor.fm slash dadsbeersnerds. Shameless plug. We love it. <laughs> but like I said, I'm about nine or ten hours in. And like I've had minor like like lighting glitches or a dead body like pop underground type of a thing. But I haven't <clears throat> seen stuff like IGN showed in their review of people's face practically being nothing but triangles nothing that's hindered my experience playing so my reflection of this is going to be totally different than someone who played on a base ps4 or a base xbox one so um aaron what do you think about the game so far um i am horribly disappointed in cdpr's just overall reaction everything i would agree i think that's been kind of the hardest thing because if if they just weren't shitting the bed at every single turn i feel like i would actually be a defender of this game um for sure because i've had a great experience um i've had one mission bug 
um, with like this major boss that I'm supposed to take down, just being stuck in an elevator and not being able to get out. So I just sat there and shot him until he died and it was over. Um, but other than that, like I've really had none of the clipping issues. It runs great um, through my Chromecast on my TV. It is streaming at 60 frames per second in 4K. And it okay. looks stunning. Um, That's so bonkers, man, on your on your Chromecast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is so it's... bonkers. I, 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 I can't. People can barely get 30 frames per second. Some people can't even get 30 frames per second to work on a, on a PS4 Pro or an Xbox you know, one X and you're over there on stadium. Just like, <laughs> yeah, I've now actually had three friends, one on PlayStation, two on Xbox, get their refunds, jump in on stadia and just been blown away. Yeah. Um, it's made them complete believers. They, they were ones who always kind of, you know, gave me a hard time about it. Not really wondering about like how Google's really going to treat it. And, you know, now I'm getting texts all the time in our group chat about just their experience on it. It's, it's, unreal and i want to know like to put on my tinfoil hat did google give them some money or are they just like well, hey this needs to work best over here so, let me ask you a quick question real fast i'm sorry tommy no, you're good pertaining to the the quote-unquote updates to the game because they're they're instant and you just plug it in they're already done because they're done via wherever the servers Server are side. now yeah. do the developers have access to that file or it's not something that they have to submit to google and then google updates it they have access to update it in real time whenever whenever they do wherever yeah. you know <laughs> yeah yeah they can update in real time uh right then and there i would say the worst experience i've had on stadia was doom eternal um really bad latency issues um that made it almost unplayable and then like literally two days later they put out hey we patched this on stadia sorry about that and i hopped in and it was silky smooth that's so bonkers gotcha. see i didn't know that either Holy shit. They have a direct line to their own game as opposed to for like Xbox and, and Sony. And well, yeah, where they have to send it. Okay, I didn't know. That's a game changer. Which Cyberpunk yeah, has proved the certification is a total failure, by the way. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> it means nothing. But to just have that instant access via yeah. Stadia is... That's fucking bonkers. Yeah. And so it's, it's run at 4K, 60 frames per second through my mm -hmm. Chromecast on my TV. Um, I've had no problem hitting 1080, 60 frames per second on my laptop. Um, Is this running off early on? Yeah, yeah, that one's on Wi-Fi. I'm hardwired on the ground. No! How and then Wi-Fi. Um, I mean, so. Jacob, my co-host, is also having a great experience, and he's on 80 down. Okay, give me real – how much – okay, uh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm derailing this, but I need to he's know. He's about to no, buy a Stadia, everybody. Yeah, 100 – yeah, that's – okay. We make that joke a lot, too. You don't buy a Stadia, well, Tommy. Well, a controller, <laughs> my bad. You, you rented or whatever the fuck. So what is it – what is it – fucking A. You're going to have me Googling this stuff. I might actually purchase one tonight. Uh, what's the base cost to have this access to the library per month? I don't care what the cost is for the study. What's the base price? What's Nothing. the monthly price? Nothing. What? If you pay $10 a month for pro, they'll give you three to five free games a month. Um, and they'll usually give you some pretty good discounts on their games. Uh, but you do not need to pay for pro. You can go to stadia.com right now. Pay 60 bucks for Cyberpunk. Use your PS4 controller, PS5 controller, Xbox controller, whatever you want. And you're you're off to the races. What? 
Okay, I'm gonna mute my mic while my mind in balls are blown. <laughs> so, Holy uh, shit. No and then the third I platform I did try it on was I, I did buy the Kishi controller. It's like a little controller that splits in half, mm-hmm. and you plug your phone into it the USB C. Yes, it's I thought about an Xbox style build. For, yeah, for you got the one Xbox gave to all the influencers. That was a Razer yep, one. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, the Razer Kishi. Yeah. yeah. No, it's the exact okay. same thing. Oh. So, yep. Okay. Okay. Um. And so I, I also played Cyberpunk on my phone. Um, I did talk about this in my initial uh, thoughts on the last episode of Speaking of Stadia. We, I, I thought there was a lot of latency on mobile specifically, uh, but they've patched that. I played it last night and it was running 60 frames per second on my phone. Just fine. I have one more question. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> this has turned into Anthony finally getting all the information out of, about Stadia. How are the load times? Unreal. Um, not quite PS5 fast, but I would say not much. Have you played Avengers? No, no, I got okay. that on PlayStation. Okay. Uh, damn it. Okay, I was gonna because I saw I was looking at the site, so they had Avengers and the load times on PS4 are absolutely fucking atrocious. Yeah, but, they're okay. terrible. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, Tommy's got so yeah, rights. And- He's muted my mic right now. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's probably one of the other big things that they did right when they heard that it was not running well on consoles. Um, They were giving everybody who bought Cyberpunk on Stadia, they were sending you a free Premiere Edition, which is the controller in the Chromecast. And that promo did so well, they had to shut it down four days early because their supplies ran out. Oh, wow. So they've done some things well. So to answer the question on how I'm enjoying the game, I'm absolutely in love with it. Like I said, I'm almost 20 hours in. Like I love everything about it and I've loved my experience with it. It it just bums me out to know that CDPR really didn't do right by the consumer at all. Um, and, and I make the very cynical joke that no company is consumer friendly. They're all just in it for the money, but God, this one was extra scummy. It was, yeah, it was real bad. I feel like, the CD project red situation is a matter of two separate disconnects, a disconnect from the devs to the gamers, which is obviously there. And then an even bigger disconnect from the executives to the devs. hundred percent. Cause executives were like, we got to get this out this year. It'll be playable. And the devs are like, uh, what? <laughs> like yeah. they built the game on PC Obviously, you could tell because that's really where the game runs best on a super, pretty much super computer, like right. beefed up monster. The game runs great on a Stadia, obviously, which I think is because ultimately the Stadia is just running off of a server, which is just right. a super computer. Right. Like you're not going to get a bad performance out of it. The most you're going to get is if your Wi-Fi hiccups. Yeah, yeah. And then the next-gen consoles, which are pretty much powerful computers. So the only thing holding this back is seven-year-old hardware that they said this game was built for anyway. Yeah, Which yeah, it, it wasn't optimized for. It's almost like if Final Fantasy VII, when it was released, was also released on PS3. Like it was, in- right. like <laughs> it was sure. intended to be put on. Yeah. Like... I I want to love this game. Like and every experience I've had with it has been positive. But the fact that there's people not having that same experience sucks. Yeah, it hurts it. Like for sure. One of my best friends, friend of the show, Justin, bought 
Cyberpunk took two weeks off from work and is playing it on a base PS4 right now. Oh. A base PS4, guys. Like the biggest of oof. Yeah. Now he like him and I have talked about it a lot. We've hung out. Uh there's not as many issues as like people are claiming because it seems like on last gen consoles you either have a okay time or a really bad time. And he's having an okay time with it. Like he's had some crashes from what he said, but none of the like super bad, like non-existent textures. Like there's Mm -hmm. been texture popping, uh, really bad distance draw stuff like that, but nothing horrible. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This game, this game runs flawlessly. And which sucks because that creates an even bigger disconnect in like the gamers themselves naturally because there's going right. to be people that are like oh yeah this is the greatest thing ever it runs great i'm on an xbox series x s ps5 stadia five thousand dollar pc whatever of course the game is going to run great for you you're playing it on like the most premium yeah. version you can have you're playing exactly what it was intended to be played on exactly and then there's people that still have the VHS Xbox One that are like, well, it kind of runs at 12 frames a second. Yeah. And that... It's inexcusable, but at the same time, I'm I'm not, like, gonna bandwagon and say, like, fuck CD Projekt Red. These devs suck. Like, they don't. It's executives making that call that obviously the game wasn't ready, and they wanted to cash in on this hype train. Right. And a piss poor call at that one. I don't know if you guys saw the most recent headline today. They're facing class action lawsuits from their investors now. Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised. <clears throat> Unshocked. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm like, in other news, grass is green. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. So I, this thing, obviously, they needed to do one of two things. About a year ago, they should have just said they're really focused on next gen tech and they really want to make it ready for that and not like literally leave this gen in the dust. For sure. Um, or like you said, delay this six months to maybe even an entire another year to figure this out. Yeah. Uh, cause it seems like they just didn't even try my, one of my friends who I was sharing earlier, uh, returned to this and then moved over to stadia. I, I just couldn't believe it when I was like, Oh man, it's finally here. This is great. This is great. And he's like, this looks like a 360 game. He's like, what is happening right now? Wow. And to hear that it can be such a drastic experience based off what you're playing on is just crazy to me. Can I yeah. chime in on that? Go for yeah. it. So obviously I haven't played the game, but when it comes to the so investors, stockholders, shit like that, okay. Um, I feel like this if this game hadn't been delayed as many times as it was, they could have had a legitimate claim to say, we need to delay this game and get a next-gen version out. Instead, we're going to release on PC first because that's where it works the best. We're going to we're going to totally ditch the PS4 and the Xbox uh you know and the Xbox One builds and we're going to focus on fine-tuning the PS5 and Xbox X Series X whatever builds. Um but it was delayed what four times? 3. 3 times in a year, right? Yeah. Right. So I think if yeah. they originally came out, which you know they knew those builds were fucked from the beginning and they weren't getting them to work. I think that if they would have came out from the very beginning and said, listen, (laughs) 
we want to release the best game possible. And you know what? Who's to say that someone didn't say this to someone high up and they said, no, 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 no. We got to get it out. We've taken too long that you get the whole Final Fantasy VII remake, you know, thing on it where it's like, this game has been in development hell for X many years. It needs to come out now. Uh, would they have gotten a lot of shit regardless? Yes. But I think it would have saved them, obviously, as we're seeing, a lot more. It would have saved them from all these headaches had they just ate that crow, took that humble pie, and said, yeah, we can't do it. We can't do it. Because it's going to fuck us in the end. And now, like you guys said, class action lawsuits. They've got people wanting refunds right away. It got so bad, even Best Buy was like, if that's open, still bring it in. We'll give you a refund. Yeah. There's, I mean, Walmart's literally the only retail store that I know of that you can get away with that. Target still gives you a bunch of shit. Best Buy tells you no. And for Best Buy to be like, just bring it in. Just bring it in. We don't, we don't care. Yeah. Just bring it in. We'll take yeah. the hit. Like it's... Ugh, it's so bad. It's like being punched in the nuts and then kicked in the gooch bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, I said this joke on Twitter, but it says a lot when PT was on the PlayStation store longer than your game. Yeah. Like, like when PlayStation says we can't in good conscience keep selling this on the digital store, that says something. Now, that is something I forgot to mention. Like, we got to talk about that. PlayStation delisted it. You can't yeah. buy it digitally. That's fucking wild. I think is kind of a two-pronged issue that it shows one yeah the game's not ready on ps4 it's not two it also shows how bad sony's refund policy is that in order to give people refunds they had to delist the motherfucker right like, ask you a question did no man's sky get delisted no no oh my god but here's the thing sony didn't offer refunds for no man's sky either yeah because sony sony's uh refund policy is so bad that it's if you start the download. So if it goes to 1%, yep. you're ineligible you're for a refund. Yeah. That's a problem in and yeah. of itself. So everyone's like, internet's all like, oh yeah, good on Sony. Like, good job. People shouldn't be buying this. I'm like, no, that's not good on Sony. That's them not wanting to completely redo their refund policy to something that makes sense. So they're going to save their refund policy by just making this an exception. Like, just delist this, deal with whatever refunds come through their agents, exactly. which you still have to get to an agent to even get it. They're like uh, they're, my buddy who did refund it on PlayStation tried through their just normal system. It said no. So he had to go into support, get into a queue, get a live human. And then they finally said, yeah, okay, we'll process yeah. your refund. So the perfect thing to that is it's like Sony's trying to in that make CD Projekt Red look like it's the bad, the sole bad guy in that. It, they're not. Yeah. It's Sony equally as terrible in that situation. Like, here's how Microsoft's refund policy is. Even if you've downloaded it, and I think even if you've played it, I think eight hours up to in like 14 days, you're eligible for a refund. Yeah. I bought Immortals Phoenix Rising on Tuesday. Today is Saturday that we're recording. The game went on sale on Friday, $20 cheaper. So you know what I did? I know today's Sunday. My days are mixed up. Sorry. So <laughs> what I did was I went on Xbox's website, requested a refund for Immortals, instantly got approved for it, then rebought it again and saved $20 right. on Xbox. Like, did Xbox have to approve that? Absolutely not. Like, 
would Sony Honestly, have done that? Hell no. <laughs> not to just stay on Stadia's dick, but same thing. Their refund policy is absolutely incredible. The only other like truly unplayable experience I've had was I tried out NBA 2K21, uh-huh. and it was just so unplayable. And you can click right on the game and say, please return this product. It takes you to Google's refund. It says, hey, why are you looking for a refund? I put bad experience, and I had my money back in less than 24 hours. Yeah, And then uh, one more thing that I have to say about Cyberpunk to kind of piggyback off of what Anthony had said about like the option that they could have just delayed the game or canceled it all together for previous gen. They could have just done what EA did with Titanfall 1. Released it on PC and Xbox One at that time, which was next gen. And then they delayed the 360 version by like four or five months. Yeah. I just feel like they they delayed it so many times. Like three times is pretty excessive that that at that point, they were kind of like cornered into releasing it on, on, on you know, PS4 and Xbox One. I think that had they even one... One less time they could have had an argument, but I yeah. feel like at some point you either got to shit or get off the get off the toilet. You know. Okay, I lied. I've got one more point mm-hmm. of like the delay thing. Part of this, everybody, and I'm gonna sound like the bad guy, is gamers' faults too. Oh yeah. Delay the game. Death threats. Delay the game. Death threats. Okay, you want the fucking game? You got the fucking game unfinished. Shut the hell Death up. Death threats. Death threats. <laughs> like, yeah. come on, guys. We're better than this. We really are. <laughs> we should be. Absolutely. We're not, but we should be. That's true. Gamers are not better than that at all. But we Even should. when the game is bad, we're giving death threats to reporters at GameSpot who just gave it a bad review because it was, it was a bad, bad experience. Review. It was an <clears throat> and it wasn't even bad. It was a 7 out of yeah. 10. <laughs> In what world is good bad? <laughs> yeah. Like, because Cyberpunk didn't get out 10? And then after going after her, you play the game and you're like, oh my God, this game sucks. You're broken as shit. Yeah. Like, dude. Not only are gamers definitely to blame in the culture that they've created, but honestly, they kind of deserve this, right? I mean, it, it is I'm hard. really glad that you're that you've been talking about this game for eight years and this is what you get. Like, <laughs> like I, I'm glad that there are people enjoying it. I'm glad that yeah, it's at a playable level at some form. I just don't think that it, and it's obvious that it wasn't at a level ready to go at its base form. Right. And it shows that they built the game. They, they built the game at like higher specs and then scaled it down. Right. Which 100%. again, outside looking in feels like they should have done the opposite. Yeah. Built on lowest possible and then go up. But you know, us Stadia fanboys who have been taking shit for a year, we're fine with it. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure you guys are just enjoying every bit of You're it. You're over there fucking drinking Mai Tais and eating some yeah, fucking Milano right. cookies while everybody else is, virgin is, is shoveling Forbes. this shit in their mouths. <laughs> That's right. When the Virgin Forbes put out articles that say, you know what? Stadia is actually like the best place to play this. We are like, fuck yeah, it is. So, you guys finally recognize. Ultimately, I would say that if you don't have a next-gen console, if you don't have a beast of a PC, just get the goddamn game on Stadia. Yeah, 100%. Like, you can enjoy it there. Anthony will have his Premiere Edition in three days, I can tell. 
I've been watching the reflection in his glasses. He's been hunting one down. I looked at that. It's a hundred dollars, and I instantly typed in how to get a Stadia Premier Edition free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gonna buy it. Let's be. Is that, is that Cyberpunk deal still going with the Stadia Premier? Is that over with? Because I'll hell buy Cyberpunk right now just to get it. You know what's crazy is I was just saying that to Tommy. Um, that the reports of how well it ran on Stadia was so much good press for them. They ended that deal four days early because they ran out. Yeah, I remember you you you, you briefly mentioned that, which sucks because I wanted to want to pay a hundred dollars for it. <laughs> He's still I don't blame dollars. Oh, I might have man. to just send you one because they sent me two for being a oh, wow. YouTube premium subscriber. I will literally I will Venmo or PayPal you the, the shipping cost if you do that. I will I will I will send you that that shipping cost money. You estimate that and I will send it to you right now. Now I know people are going to be hearing this on Tuesday, but I, I like honestly right now you put. DM me wherever you want. I'll, and I'll, I'll pay shipping costs for that. Send me your address. You got it. You got it. Cool. You just earned yourself a premiere. Cool. I'll, I'll DM and you just let me know the shipping costs. I'll send it to you. Whatever yep, don't you even worry about it. Merry Christmas. No, Cheers. fuck that. I'm sending you shipping costs. You don't have to do that. You're giving me a free $100 value. You. I was banned from Venmo. I don't even have it. And that's a real story. <laughs> I was banned on Venmo for scamming orphans. So, <laughs> I'll, think, I'll, I'll DM you my stuff. Yeah, send me your address. I think the perfect way to end this is we got to bring up what started this conversation. I saw you, Aaron, talking to Matt Assembled on Twitter about yeah, it after, after he replayed this challenge. I was about to say, did he buy the game on Stadia after you you like uh, repped it so hard? No, Matt, right now, you're probably listening to this. I'm going to make sure you listen to this episode. You're a coward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Dead Damn, I straight up told him I would refund the full price of Cyberpunk to him personally yeah. if he didn't have a good experience just to review it. And he is a coward. Yeah. So, Anthony, yeah. I got to say, throwing it out. After Aaron sends you this, you got to review Stadia for DBN. Like, that's necessary. I, yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. <laughs> I, I, I will. Especially get, get, getting it faux fitty free, right? <laughs> all right, all right. Let's, let's move on. To, yeah, let's go to the next topic. This was great, though. I actually really learned a lot. <laughs> I was My mind blown. In DMs this past week, I was like, man, this is going to be a really fun conversation. It did not let me down at all. Awesome. Love <laughs> it. So our next topic. 2020 has kind of sucked. Let's be real, guys. A little bit. And... What's everyone done while uh, being home all the time? Played video games. It's been a pretty good year for that, other than the disaster we just talked about for almost an hour. Um, what is our like our own personal game of the year? Now, it could be top three. It could be number one. I don't care. What are our favorite games that we played this year? Uh, Aaron, as guest, let's start with you. Awesome. Um, my absolute game of the year, just to get it off right off the bat, is The Last of Us 2. Um, yeah. Technical standpoint, storytelling standpoint, gameplay standpoint, that game, The Last of Us is uh, my favorite medium ever. Okay. The first Last of Us. It's it's not just my favorite game. It's probably my, it's just my favorite story. Like, That's a great. I don't know what it was that grabbed me that. It's, I've never beat a game more than three times. I've played through that game now seven times uh i fucking love it so the sequel obviously had a lot of hype building up for me um i was really worried it was not going to live up at all and that shit delivered i was so happy with it um 
you know, all the hate aside about different directions they took and all that. And I don't want to get into spoilers for anybody who hasn't played it, but easily my game of the year. Okay. Um, and then followed probably by Ghost of Tsushima has been a really, really good experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say either Miles Morales, if I was going to go top three. Okay. Uh, platinum that loved every second of it. Me and my kid platinum the first Spider-Man together. Then we platinum this one. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, or honestly, like Immortals is up there as a game of the year contender wow. as I keep going. Um, I was really starting to get into Valhalla as I started playing that on Stadia. And honestly, every single time, like Immortals was just dragging me back. So Damn. it was, yeah. Can I say something about the last of us series? Both one yeah. and two? I think what makes those games so great is the fact that there is no good or bad ending. It's gray area ending all the way. And it just, oh, yeah. it just leaves you to stew on it and interpret your feelings in the moment and of everything that happened. And I think that that's what made both those games so goddamn good was putting you in situations where you weren't good, you weren't bad and allowed you to just kind of like sift through those feelings and kind of come to terms with it on your own. hundred percent. I think about Greg's reaction a lot, how he's told the story many times about the first game when he was like, Oh, okay, cool. So they're going to give me a choice. And he was like, no, you don't get a fucking choice. <laughs> this world is this. The world is this world. Like yeah. it's just going to happen how it happens. So I can't wait to see what they do with that on the HBO series. Um, just because I am such a huge fan of it, but yeah, no, I mean, Neil Druckmann delivered absolutely uh, mm-hmm. what I think he should have and what that sequel to what a profound first game was, uh, what it should have been. So gotcha. I 100% agree. <laughs> Tommy, I'll go next. Go for it, bro. Um, yeah, you made me just remember all The Last of Us 2. I'm not going to lie. I'm more of an in-the-moment kind of gamer, and I kind of forget the shit that, sure. I, that I played during the year. But yeah, if I were going to put it up there, probably Yakuza Like a Dragon and, and Last of Us 2 would be up there for my my game games of the year. Uh, if it, I, I think if I have to pick one, it's Last of Us 2. I think if I got to pick per genre, Yakuza Like a Dragon would definitely hit that uh, RPG, JRPG adventure game genre. Uh, Control was one I think I played... The, no, last year, huh? I don't yeah. know. Uh, well, no, you played it like starting January. I'll yeah, um, I, yeah, but it wasn't it, it wasn't a 2020 game, so I can't. I don't feel right choosing that. Among Us could have been nominated for best multiplayer at the Game <laughs> Awards, and that game released in 2018. I'll allow Control. I just I would say Last of Us Two because of the way that and spoilers five four three. Two one. If you're still here, you're gonna get it ruined, baby. <laughs> um, the way that last fight made me feel, and how I just didn't want to do it, but I slogged through it, and the wild, just raw emotion that that made, just that part alone made me feel. Coupled mm-hmm. with having to fight Ellie as as Abby as well, like that game made me feel ways I hadn't felt or remembered in years like heartbreak sadness like it's a special kind of of sadness that it makes you feel to have to like especially when you're fighting ellie as abby i'm like i remember going there like no what yeah i was flipping the original no what was when it switched to abby and i was like Uh no i don't want to play as abby i just spent the last five to ten hours or however long fucking hating this bitch and now I have to play as her and then you yeah. play as her and that slow progression of, Oh, I like Abby. 
I like Abby a lot. Uh-huh. And you get to know her and you get attached to her. And then the then you got to fight Ellie. It was like this really weird, was it juxtaposition? I think I'm using that word wrong. I'm not sure. Tommy, am I using that word correctly or not? I don't well, it was it was the flip-flopping and my emotions being all over the place for that. No game has ever made me feel that. The Last of Us 1 made me feel ways, but it didn't make me feel that way. And for that, I'll always remember that. That game will always be memorable because of the, the those those really those really tight spots it put me in where I'm like, I don't want to do this, but I have to. And then getting the the reward of doing it and being like, oh, fuck, dude. That's a bold move. Like that was a, that was a move, but it's also a game. And I think we can all agree on this. There's no middle ground in that game. You either love it or you hate it. Cause I've yeah, talked to people. Yeah. There's nobody who was like, it was okay. It's like, yeah. it's like all oh, best game ever made. Or that is the worst piece of fucking shit I've ever played. about. I have never heard an in between anybody be in between about that game. You mentioned the like Abby going after Ellie and that big boss fight and how it felt so much like the the moment in Last of Us One where Ellie is having to go after the cannibal, uh, Nolan North's character, yeah. and how you have to like sneak around and like distract. How they set that up to even make you feel like you were hunting him down again, but now you're Abby hunting Ellie was just fantastic. Yeah, it was such a- and I haven't heard anybody say that they hate that game because I I mute every one of those motherfuckers. Oh, no, <laughs> I have people that I work with that are so adamant on one of them is so adamant on it. And I'm like, that's great, bro. Game of the year for me. And they're like, but, but. I said, game of the year. But, but, but. Get out. Game of the year. <laughs> what part don't you fucking understand? Don't the Astronauts game of the year. Dude, well, what language can I say this and that you'll fucking understand? Like, I, it just, like, I'm honestly having, like, the last little slog fight with Abby and the way that, I don't know, man. That game just... I gave something special, man. It was unreal. That game is so, that's like Master of None for me. Master of None made me feel ways uh, that I hadn't felt in years either. So I'll always have that. I never say bring that back. Yeah. Master of None was so, was so good. So and good. it made me kind of, it reminded me of that, making me watch entertainment that was making me feel uncomfortable, but in not in a bad way, but kind of eliciting feelings from me that I, I didn't really. No, I had anymore because they were past feelings and I'm kind of past that now. You know, I'm married and I'm stable. I shouldn't have to feel these feelings anymore. And then you play these games or watch these shows, they, they do it. I think that's what makes them so memorable and why that that's probably makes The Last of Us 2 my game of the year. Oh, so good. I'm really glad that that's gotcha. your game of the year as well. Tommy? Uh, for one quick thing, to piggyback off the love it or hate it thing, like there's also people like me who are just completely indifferent who didn't play it. Yeah. Why well, do you didn't play it? Yeah, you're automatically in the middle. <laughs> my PS4 died uh back in March oh, yeah. right before well, Final Fantasy 7 came out. Well, it's like for Cyberpunk someone's not playing it. I can recognize why people love it. Yeah. But I can also recognize like, why people hate it. I I I'm very much in the middle for that. So exactly. I 100% get what you're saying about that. I think my only gripe with with it and it's not even with the game itself. It's I'm like and it's a problem with the game awards. I'm like, I don't think any game, even that, should have swept like that. I'm like, can we just get like a max of three nominations a game type of thing instead of eight and win everything? It's kind well, of what did I say when we talked about that? I said in a perfect world, Ghost of Tsushima wins that. Oh, in yeah, the world sure. we live in now, it's Last of Us. Yeah, no, we we definitely talked about that. I that that was just kind of my two cents on that. I'm like, eh. 
that's the only thing I have against it, and it's not even against The Last of Us. It's yeah. a problem with the Game Awards. Um, but my games of the year, uh, number one has to be Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I haven't played a game that got me so far in. Like, I was so into it. And I loved every second of it. Story, phenomenal. The combat, amazing. The world, huge. But the game somehow felt bigger and less bloated than Odyssey at the same time. Hmm. And I love Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Like, after about... And granted, that took about... Which is crazy to say. It took 20 hours for that game to kick for me. Because that's about how long it took for me to unlock to be able to fast travel rapidly from place to place. In Valhalla, is there no naval? Um, The only bit of sailing you have in that game is sailing the rivers of England... I, yeah, of England. But it's not on that same level as Odyssey. No, there's no, it's not naval combat or anything like that. It's literally place to place. You're so it's like Origins, kind of when you would get on a little, little boat and make your way, kind of, but it, it's on like almost a larger scale than Origins. Okay, because you've got your entire crew with you, and they're like, say you have to go like from one area to the next and it's like 3,000 meters away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might take like five minutes, but it's better than going from one island in Greece to another and running into like five different ships that you have to fight and that taking like 20. Like, I they eliminated what I didn't like out of Odyssey. Naval combat? Exactly. It's the worst. Naval combat in Odyssey. Number one, in Origins didn't even need to be in there. I felt like that was just there to add fluff. Number two, in Odyssey, yeah, I'm with you, Tommy. Naval combat is the most boring, uh, arduous, and infuriating shit show in the game. And I'm like, I get it. It's the Greek islands, but... And like what blows my mind out of it is they were like, hey, this is good. Let's make a whole ass game out of it that pirate game coming up and i'm like please don't well why did it work in black flag but it didn't work in it this it didn't that's the thing it didn't work in black flag but yeah i think it was just new in black flag i think that's the only reason we were so forgiving of it is you were a pirate and you're like all right cool naval combat but even that like black flag is one of my favorite of the entire series and i didn't end up finishing it because i got so tired of the fucking boats. like i hated the naval combat in black flag and i hated it I hated it in three. I hated it in Black Flag. I hated it in Odyssey. <laughs> I'm like, can I never see a boat in Assassin's Creed again? And the fact that other than the few moments in the story where you have to be in that boat, you can never get in that and traverse the whole map on foot. I'm like, I like that. But then I would have to say the runner up is oh god i'm gonna get shit for this avengers no i don't think i don't think you should get shit for that i think that that very much is a game that either meshed with you or didn't mesh with you i like once again i haven't i i haven't heard much middle ground but i don't think that that's wrong i think that the story you you said straight up and even i've said like as little that i am into it i can tell that story is really fucking good 
Yeah. I just don't want to slog through it to finish it. I don't care if I get shit for it or not. I fucking love the game. I've been an advocate for that game since it came out. Like, Mm -hmm. and I've been critical on it. I've been very critical on like how their microtransaction model is and stuff like that. But it's hard for me to deny how much I enjoyed that story, how much I enjoy the gameplay of the characters. I put a hundred hours into that game. Like it's safe to say that I love it. And then they added Kate Bishop a few weeks back. Great gameplay to that. It added more for me to do. And I think the third one, I'm going to do a cop out and do a tie for the third one. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which, oh my God, if you're a Dragon Ball Z fan and you haven't played Kakarot, like stop listening to this and download that game. I forgot that even existed and was a theme. <laughs> um, it is the most beautiful Dragon Ball Z experience I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, the gameplay is great. The leveling, like, it's very much like a light RPG. Mm-hmm. And then the other one that I'm going to just say is tied for third is Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. I don't think I've played a game with, like, such a smile on my face for so long. Like, for the most part, that game is a retelling of the Kingdom Hearts franchise through the soundtracks. And that part alone, great. I get to sit there and essentially play Guitar Hero to a whole new world or under the sea. And then you get to the final part where you're actually getting story, like new story content that is setting up for the future of the franchise and you learn more in that than arguably uh, the Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC Remind. And I'm like, this is great. I absolutely love this. And then I unlocked One Winged Angel and played that and cried because I love that song. <laughs> is that the Sephiroth song? Sephiroth! Yeah. <laughs> yep. That was, uh, that was the song. I was like, oh my god. This is amazing. But yeah, those are mine, personally. Just because those are the games that I enjoyed the most. This isn't like a, oh, these are critically the best games. No, they're just what I had fun with. That That's all I want. I'll play Mediocrity for fun. I don't to, care. To speak towards <laughs> Avengers, I want to love that game. For sure. And, and I know that that story is top-notch because I've heard it from you and I've, I've heard it from many people on Twitter. And I don't think people would sink over 100 hours to, into a game that wasn't good in some form but slogging yeah. through to get everybody into the party is just not fun it's just not fun once you i'm telling you, man like once you get iron man and get past the mission of rebuild his armor it's off to the fucking well, race i have iron man and, and arguably he is my favorite character at the moment i just yeah. but it's also the low times as well i just like that's Play my whole yeah. <laughs> there it is. There's there's another reason to get steady. I mean, that's my whole reason for wanting a PS5 is load times. I've told you yeah. this. It's like my one of my favorite series of games is the division games. For sure. But their load times are especially division two is atrocious. Dude, and I, I could make a sandwich and come back and it's still loading. It's so bad. But when I saw Wait, Division 2 has long load times? Yes. Oh, my God. I don't know. I play it on Stadia. Yeah. <laughs> my God. It's just dunk on it. Let, let, Tommy throws <laughs> it up, and you just dunk right on me. 
Do you know you can do picture in picture too in Division Two? I did not. I did not. Wait, so you can like if me and you are playing on Stadia, you can show me your screen and exactly what you're looking at, so I can come over and that's help you out that way. Do you play the division? I do. Oh my god! Another reason to play Stadia. <laughs> oh damn it! Um, so here's what you do, Anthony. You get Avengers, Division, and Immortals on Stadia. <laughs> so you have like a good base to review stuff on this is gonna be my new yeah i'm definitely gonna be fuck like well and if you pay 15 bucks a month for ubisoft plus you got that whole library yeah tommy's game of the year right there valhalla that's true and immortals that pays for itself alone that's true you're not wrong you're not wrong all right this is the longest one we've had in a while it's been a great no yeah but it it felt like it went by so fast oh for sure it was so much fun fucking wonderful podcast i'm not gonna lie one of my favorites of the year um i think one of my other favorites was cloudy cloudy mcdooms uh talking with him was a lot of fun as well and it, it went a little long but it felt like it went quick um first and foremost aaron thank you so much for coming on the show and not only broadening my horizons on stadium <laughs> but hopefully you're gonna uh you know affect a lot uh, a lot of other people and how they think and their perceptions of what stadia is compared to what it actually is because that's really what you did to me. Like I literally secured my my name and everything as you and Tommy were going on about uh, cyberpunk. So, uh, uh, add me, Acini. I'll uh, give me that friend request. I'll, 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 I'll hit you up in the DM if you want to send that to my DMs. But I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. Um, it was so much. Fun. I, Thanks I, I hadn't heard of you until this, but I, I'm still happy you came on, man. You you seem of you just seem cool as fuck. If I'm going to be honest, so appreciate that, Tommy. Thanks for reaching out, man. I really yeah, man. appreciated it. It. It was a blast. Like I was like this conversation that you started with with Matt from Assembled, which is about to be like the best beef of all time. <laughs> oh my god. Um I was like, we could really piggyback off that and have a great conversation. And damn it, if we didn't have three great conversations with this. Yeah, it was Love it was it. like one after the other. Solid, solid, solid. Uh Aaron, where can the people find you though? Plug everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so speak of Stadia, because speaking of Stadia was a little too long on Twitter. Uh, follow us there. Um, coming out with me on Twitter, uh, it's just Aaron Sini, A-A-R-O-N-S-E-A-N-E-Y. Uh, and then if you ever want to hang out with me on Twitch, it's Awesomely Average Gaming. Uh, I actually just started a Twitch channel like, I don't know, about a month ago. Been streaming some stuff on Stadia there as well. Just hit affiliate status, which was pretty cool. So thanks for everybody oh, for wow. coming and hanging Congrats, out. Oh, wow. Congrats, man. Congrats. Thanks. That was good. Um. Of course, everybody, what he just said will be in the show notes. So whatever podcast service you're listening to, check the notes. and You'll be able to find all of his links. Uh, once again, Aaron, thank you so so much for coming on the show, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, loved it. All right, let's kick off that sweet, nasty outro. Once again, if you want to support the podcast, leave a message or just listen to some episodes. Head on over to anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds where you can do all of that. Next, find us on all social medias at Dad's Beards Nerds. And if you'd like to be part of our ever-growing Discord community, you're going to find that link in our Twitter bio or the show notes for every show that we release and produce. Until next time, I'm Anthony. I'm Tommy. And our guest today has been Aaron Sini. Everyone, have a great night.